I'm Laura Palmer, host of Island Crime. Season six, Sweethearts, is the story of three teenage girls who were all murdered in Victoria, Canada within about 12 months. So she was scared, something out there scared her. You've just created the playground where predators can really thrive. She was a 16-year-old girl. She was a sweetheart. Listen to Sweethearts at FrequencyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get podcasts. Find your frequency. From the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. This is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. You're listening to my boys Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz and Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. We talked to LaVon the other day, Roz. Yeah. And uh, LaVon screwed up because <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about the let's do the news before 840. Oh. And you screaming it out. And what we had said was, hey, LaVon, uh, do you want to scream out let's do the news? Because the tradition for LaVon and his kid is mm-hmm. that every time you scream out, let's do the news, the two of them high five before his kid gets out of the car to go to school. Gotcha. And we said, yo, since you're on the phone with us, do you just want to do it? LaVon said no. Mm-hmm. And then what happened when you told your kid that you talked to us? Oh, he's like, come on. You could have done it. I'm so disappointed. If it was <sighs> me, I could have done it better. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. The disappointment. I know. All right, so you've had some time uh, to figure this out, and you want to do good, and you want to make it up to your son, right? Definitely. All right, yeah. so you've listened to the show long enough to know how this goes. By the way, what's your son's name? Aiden. Aiden. Big up to yep. Aiden. So, LaVon, anytime you're ready. Me or can Aiden do it? Oh! oh yeah, Aiden can do it. All right, that's awesome. Hold on one okay. second. Say hi. Hello. What up, Aiden? How are you? Good. It's Ronza Mocha. Uh, how old are you, Aiden? Seven. Okay. okay. So here so. we go. You know what to do, right? Yep. Okay. Um, so, Aiden, anytime you are ready, the show is yours. Go for it. Hey, Mocha. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. Let's do a new. shot too you crushed that's amazing little dude you have a great day at school go give your dad a, a big high five for that one okay 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 <laughs> all right later dude bye the Roz and mocha show podcast news break this is crazy man so when we were talking earlier in the week about those pentagon papers that were leaked oh yeah yeah, yeah. talking about the war in ukraine and death tolls and but also the u.s spying on allies it was a crazy story yeah. So they got the guy that leaked it. No, they did not. Yes, they did. <gasps> they just checked the sent items folder? 21-year-old Jack Tixiera, who served in the Massachusetts Air National Guard, was arrested yesterday afternoon in connection with leaking the uh, military intelligence about the war and 21 spying. years old? 21 years old. How does this kid get access to all these Pentagon files? So there were clues in messages posted on a chat room on Discord 
where no! Tixiera is believed to have posted for years. And so I guess what happened is that he's had access to this information uh-huh. and all this classified stuff, and he would just write it out like he would type it, and nobody took him seriously, so he started taking pictures of it and posting it on Discord. Tixiera was identified as the, quote, OG by a member of the online chat group called Thug Shaker Central, <laughs> which had nerds. two dozen members where Uh they would talk about their favorite types of guns, video games, and share racist memes and jokes together. Jeez, hold on. But in his posts, right? In the chat room, would he say hey, I have access to these files yes. from the Pentagon, and here's exactly, before sharing the screenshots, right? Yes. And here's what I... And nobody believed him. And nobody believed him. And then nobody he was like, guess him. what? Check yes. this out. So wow. as part of his duties, he had access to highly classified information. And when asked how such a young service member could have access to this kind of stuff, these documents, yeah. a Pentagon spokesman uh, said that it's just the nature of the military to trust its very young service members with high and sometimes great Grave levels of responsibility, including high levels of security clearance. So this kid was probably getting roasted by his nerd friends. Yes. Saying, and then he was like, yeah, I'll, you want me to prove it to you? Yes. Watch this flex. Yes. Screenshot. That's how they got him. I started up a Discord account. Did you? So I can see what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. What's going on on there? Bro, like, it's like next level nerd stuff that I don't understand. Right. So I just deleted the account. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because I got joined like a bunch of chat rooms and stuff. Right. Like tech, like yeah. a lot of tech stuff, right? Yeah. And they're, the language there, I'm I'm not at the level of intelligence to understand what they're talking gotcha. about. Gotcha. Yeah. They might as well be talking about did in, you, in code. Did you ever come across Thug Shaker Central? You know, I missed, I bypassed that room. I bypassed that room. Isn't that amazing that this is where it all came from? Like the world, like like Washington and the Pentagon were brought to their knees from a 21-year-old who posted on Thug Shaker Central. That is the greatest you know, thing of all time. If I had seen that as a group that yeah. was available to join, yeah. I would have assumed it had something to do with like hip-hop music, and I probably yeah. would have joined. You know what's interesting? When you call a group Thug Shaker Central, I think we all imagine what it would be, and I think that that's all completely different. Like, I think your version of Thug Shaker Central, it would be completely different than, say, Maury's version of Thug Shaker Central. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you both <laughs> click oh, yeah, expecting yeah. to see two completely different groups. Completely different. <laughs> <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Kelly Clarkson getting very candid with two new songs she released. One is called Me and one is called Mine, uh, which were written in the aftermath of her painful divorce. She says having chemistry with someone is incredible and overwhelming feeling. Uh, it's like you have no choice in the matter. You're, you're just drawn to each other. This can be good and bad. This album takes you down every path that chemistry could lead you down. So uh, you have both, right? Yeah. Let's start with the, the song Me. Okay. Into somebody else Shot out some pots of me Did it so casually I guess I needed that To be able to step back I lived my life without Mm. me I never allowed me Such a beautiful voice It's an incredible voice too much I've had to live for. By the way, this new song by Kelly Clarkson called Me, 
co-written by the girl that had the uh, A B C D E F U song. Gail. Gail. Yeah. yeah. She co-wrote this song. Uh, this is uh, uh, her sort of feeling stronger, more uplifting uh, track, and then mine is a more powerful sort of undertoned. You know, I question every note of everything you say. Thought with you, maybe my heart wasn't meant to break. Can't believe I let you in. I can't believe I stay as long as I stay. Yeah. I hope one day someone will take your heart and hold it tight Make you feel like you're invincible deep inside And right when you think that it's perfect They cross the line wow. and steal Good. your shine Wait, listen to this part like right you did mine. Go ahead and break my heart, that's fine Like, this will probably be Kelly Clarkson's most emotional album she's released. She, uh, yeah, yeah. By the way, the album's called Chemistry out on June 23rd. She said that uh, we decided to release Mine and Me at the same time because I didn't want to release just one song to represent an entire album or relationship. There are many stages of grief and loss on this album. So she said that uh, each song is a different stage and emotional state. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Mocha, maybe you can help out Devin Sawa with this. So Devin Sawa tweeted. I love Devin Sawa. <laughs> Who's Devin Sawa again? My best friend. Um, what's he from? He's from, well, he played Stan in the Eminem video and he's oh, from that's, Idle Hands. That's right. Stan in the Eminem video. So he tweeted this out. My son just asked if The Rock has ever won an Oscar. And when I told him no, he asked why. And now I'm having a very hard time explaining it to him. So Mocha... Answer that question. Why has The Rock never won an Academy Award? Great question. He is the great one. He is the people's champ. That's a question for the Academy. Wonderful movies like Moana and Central Intelligence. And uh, Black Adam. (laughs) Yeah. And Scorpion King. Mm -hmm. Uh And Skyscraper. Yeah. And all the action movies. Oh, and Jumanji. And Jumanji 2. Yeah. Great question. Yeah. But I'll tell you the real reason why. It's because he doesn't need to. Oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay, there we go. The Rock doesn't need to win an Oscar. (laughs) He's already an eight-time WWE (laughs) champion. He's already a two-time Intercontinental champion. He's already a five-time tag team champion. He's already the 2000 Royal Rumble winner. He's also a nine-time Slammy Award winner. The Rock doesn't need an Oscar. Okay, this is why I didn't want to bring up The Rock. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. After speculation surfaced online that One Direction was going to be reuniting for James Corden's final episode on April 27th. The official account for The Late Late Show um, put a giant sticker over that headline that just simply read false alarm, and then they tweeted nobody loves the boys more than us, but this story just isn't true. What is true is we've got an absolutely brilliant two-hour finale planned uh, to celebrate eight years of The Late Late Show at 10pm on April 27th. So, I wonder if they reached out like if they tried to make it happen it just didn't yeah uh, geez i mean i don't know i i don't know i think I harry styles would be there i think harry styles would be there alone no that's what i mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah. at that show yeah. and i think he'll also have adele 
Well, he's they've already they've already they've already announced Tom Cruise. So I think oh. Tom Cruise is like the big sort of star, okay. right? Okay. So he's already going to be doing something with uh with Tom Cruise. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Let's do Pete Davidson real quick. So sure. the whole thing with Pete Davidson and BDE and the the size of the whatever whatever. Mm. Um it all started with Ariana Grande and it was when she and Pete were dating and she was releasing an album and there was apparently a song on the album that was going to be about Pete Davidson. And a fan had said, how long is the song on the album about Pete? And her answer was 10 inches. And then she was like, oh, no, sorry, two and a half minutes. Right. <laughs> so that's so that, so that's where it all started. Uh-huh. And now Pete has this reputation. Oh, OK, you got to live up to of, that. of being of being that guy. And yesterday he did an interview where they were talking all about it. I don't understand. It's really not that special. It's a very normal <laughs> size. It's like, you know, not too big or too small. It's just like, you know, yeah, I don't understand that. And it's just like big enough to a and not big enough for it to. Okay. What? Is, is what I was told. <laughs> Damn, Pete. Damn, Pete. Damn. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. I want to get to. Uh, the new Celine, because this is the uh, first song that she has released after uh, the announcement of that rare neurological diagnosis uh, that she has. So this is from a new movie called Love Again, mm-hmm. starring Priyanka Chopra, Jonas, Sam Hewen, and Celine Dion, making oh, yeah? her first ever film role. Now, I heard this and I thought it was like a duet and I was waiting for Celine to come in and start singing because to me... This does not in any world sound like Celine Dion. Rising tides, tears you cry every night, she never ends. That does not sound like Celine. But that's just life. The last goodbye, high and dry, leaves you empty. Wait, this sounds like uh it's, it's, it's like all the you pop stars who sing like a baby, right? They sing like grown-up babies. And now Celine's doing it. You might think you need to give up, but you don't. Cause you don't have to move around and just keep moving. This sounds like Celine. Every move is a new emotion. Yeah, this right? part sounds like Celine. You don't have to find the answer, just keep trying. Like, sun will rise it's actually a beautiful again. song. It's really beautiful. I gotta find out if... Like if somebody else is in the song? Yeah, because that first part just does not sound like Celine Dion. I mean, nobody else is credited on this song. I mean, I can't imagine either Celine would do a duet on like her first song back, right? Yeah, no, she ain't sharing the mic. Let's see here. Yeah, no, it's just her. It's just her. It's just her on the song. But that top part just does not sound anything like Celine Dion, huh? This right here. Oh, you know who it sounds like a little bit? Like it could be uh, Ellie Goulding. It's a in little that, bit, yeah. It, it's in that Ellie Goulding kind of style. That's just life. The last goodbye. Well, good for her, man. It's a good song. I like it. Beautiful. Welcome back, Celine. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. 
So the Love is Blind live reunion show last night on Netflix was an absolute disaster. So this was Netflix's second um, attempt at a live event. The Chris Rock special was the first. Mm -hmm. This was supposed to be the big Love is Blind uh, reunion, which a lot of people were waiting for. 9.30 on a Sunday, right? And they were just sitting there waiting and waiting. Were you waiting for this, Shem? Listen, not only was I waiting for it, I was annoyed because it was getting closer and closer to when Succession was going to be on. Oh, right. You know what I mean? Which is super frustrating. So what time was it supposed to drop? Eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. Okay. So they they kept coming out and giving updates. So here's the first uh, update they they gave to the crowd there. If you want to grab yourself another drink, we are just experiencing a slight technical difficulty. Okay, so slight technical difficulties, and then a little while later, they came out to make the announcement that going live was not an option, technically, so they were going to record it for the room mm. and then upload it onto Netflix what was the as soon as humanly possible they said but there's a crowd full of people there and you listen to the guy like say no spoilers so it is going to be live literally just here and it's not going to be but no, so absolutely no posting. Yes. No posting. So did so anyone post? That was 90 minutes after it was supposed to start. So that was 9:30 is when they said that. Is it up yet, Maury? No, it's going to be th- three o'clock today. Is that who said that? Netflix. Yeah, 3 p.m. Eastern. Really? Huh? Uh, Michael Rapaport, who is a huge fan of Love Is Blind, uh, felt the frustrations and articulated them uh, for no, all I'm the not fans. Proud of it. I'm not proud of it, but I turned off the NBA playoffs. Oh no! To watch the Love Is Blind final episode. This is this is not cool, man. No, it's not. Fix this. Sh- <laughs> Boy, he's trying to watch the Knicks game. Yeah, <laughs> but he shut it off. Oh no! The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, after 35 years and 13,981 performances, the Phantom of the Opera has come to a close no. on Broadway. Dun, 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 dun. Is this the most successful show on yes. Broadway? Yes. So why are they shutting it down? So this is the thing is that uh, it started off in 1988 and it survived like the wars America was involved in and terrorism and 9-11 and all of this stuff. COVID? No, COVID is what killed it. Oh, for real. So after everything, all the ups and downs in the economy and recession and crime, like all of this stuff in New York. Mm -hmm. It was the pandemic that might have been the final straw because oh, it is a no. very costly show to produce with sets and costumes and a huge mm. cast and, and everything else. Uh, and they just couldn't sustain it any, any longer. 
So, yeah, my brother was a huge fan of the opera fan. He used to listen to this at home. Really? The soundtrack. I well, saw it on Broadway. I know all the words from my from my brother listening to this. Sure, your brother. He was. Uh huh. I even think he had a Phantom of the Opera T-shirt. I think he did. Like what? Like Phantom's number one. You have to understand where I grew up. Every year there would be a school trip to go see Phantom of the Opera. Every year. I've seen it like three times just because they didn't want to go to school that day. And my mom <laughs> said she'd get me a ticket. You know who the last Phantom in, uh, was in Toronto, I believe? when Because it was in Toronto for forever, too. That's right. I dated a, a, a cast member from Phantom of the Opera no. back in the day. Who'd yes. you date? I'm not going to say. Why not? No, I'm not going to say. How long no. did you guys date for? Oh, like the summer. Uh-huh. Yeah, did yeah, yeah. Did you get yeah. like backstage passes and stuff? Did you get to uh, hang out with the crew? No, I never even saw her perform. You didn't? No. That's why, it ended. no. That's why it yeah, ended. Yeah, yeah. Bro, you didn't even go yeah. support your girl nah, 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 one nah. night? No, no, no. No, because the entire cast in Toronto would go and get drunk at this um, diner just down the street from the theater where uh-huh. it was. And I was just in there one night, and then this whole crew came in, and they were loud and fun, and I started hanging out with them. And I realized after, like, the second weekend that they were all the cast of Phantom of the Opera. And you didn't I, even I, ask questions? Well, no, because I didn't. I, I really realized afterwards. Oh. Yeah. And then anyway, you know, stuff happens. But I think that the Did last... Did she ever invite you? No. No, she didn't want me there. Um, like, I... Oh, yeah, I guess it'd be weird. You want to come see me work? Yeah, no, like, <laughs> no. right? No, I don't. I, <laughs> I, I'm not, you know, not a fan. Sure, sure. Uh, also, I think that the last Phantom in Toronto was Paul Stanley from Kiss. What? I, I, think, I think he was the last Phantom of the Opera in Toronto. He was like he... the Phantom? Yes. Oh. Yeah, I think he was the one that shut the show down and uh, and, and did the did the final run. I'm not 100% sure, but I think so. But anyway, that is crazy. 35 years on Broadway, man. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. So Katy Perry is apparently uh, signed on to play uh, Prince Charles Coronation with Andrea oh, Bocelli. Yeah. The first big names. Remember, they asked everybody and everybody said no. I think people yeah. were just waiting to find out if Harry went. Oh, right. Because nobody wanted to be seen dissing Harry in show business. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, if Harry goes, okay, I'll go. Then I'm not going to get labeled. Because you know, gonna... everybody they asked was just like, nah, I'm busy. Which is really wild. But yeah, everybody's super busy. So, uh, Katy Perry doing that with uh, Andrea Bocelli. So, uh, and Lionel Richie. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, uh, Katy Perry, Lionel Richie, Andrea Bocelli. Hell of a lineup. Okay, sure. Right? Global event. And something <laughs> called Take That. And, uh, oh, Take That. I know that. They're a band, right? Yeah. Boy band? I believe so. Man band now? Man band. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like from the UK, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> yeah. Party's gonna be lit. Um, at uh, Katy Perry's King show, Charles is gonna get so drunk. I, I know. At Katy Perry's show in uh, Vegas, she brought up a very special guest on stage, none other than Northwest. Hi. What? I know your name, but what's your name? Uh, Noah. Hi, Noah. So the reason I know your name because I'm a huge fan of your TikTok. I've seen a couple of them that you've made. You're a really good dancer, and I thought, what better way to be a great dancer is to show the world your awesome dance moves. Can my friends come out with me? Yeah, yeah. yeah why not? Come on. Yeah. She's got friends. She doesn't want to 
nine years old, I learned, well, I started singing. That's when I found my little spark. What do you want to be when you grow up? Nine-year-olds should not be on TikTok. Um, Kanye must be hella mad. Oh. Anyone check his social to see if he said anything? Is he going after Katy Perry now? <laughs> so they did their thing, and Kim was loving it in the audience and everything else. I was looking at this picture that Kim got accused of heavily photoshopping. She was in a bikini. And when you look, she's holding up the phone into the mirror. Mm-hmm. And it looks like it, it, it's there's parts of it, but I, I don't have the original picture anywhere. But like... I assume everything that Kim Kardashian does is photoshopped and altered and everything else because why not, right? Mm-hmm. That's their that's the sort of brand. But she's being accused of editing it to the point of where she removed a finger and didn't notice, mm-hmm. right? But to me, it just looks like she has one of those dumb things on the back of the phone that people use for selfies. You know that yeah. circle thing? That's exactly what it is. Right? Yeah. Because I saw the photo on the weekend, right? Yeah. And I didn't like pay attention. Like, I saw the photo, I double tap, hit likes, kept scrolling. Yeah. But then I see the story double today. Double tap, huh? Yeah, yeah. Interesting, okay. And and then people are like, why do your thighs look pixelated? What happened to your <laughs> finger? If you zoom in on this part, you can see where it was Photoshop. Yeah. I was like, man, you're out too much time. Bro, people, but but they can't be trusted, those influencers, right? Like, they, you know, and everybody, it's it's a game for people. It's, it's, you know, like when you take two pictures and you put them side by side and they like remove a button and move the fire hydrant oh, yeah. and take out the, like, it's that with, with the Kardashians, right? Like when you look at the picture, it's, it, people use it as a game. It's like circle the things that you know, aren't natural. Sure. Right? It's, it's, it's a, uh, people use it to, to have for fun. The Roz and Mocha show podcast. podcast. I was watching this video by this TikTok influencer. I don't know who she is. I've never seen her before. Lauren gray, mm-hmm. but she did a video talking about how influencers fake going to Coachella and how you can spot it. Oh, Okay, I haven't personally seen anyone talk about this, but I think it's hilarious and I have to share it because it's Coachella. Coachella's like the influencer Olympics, right? It's the place to be. But most influencers or a lot of influencers don't even go to Coachella. And I think that this is such a, such a wild fact. They'll go out to the desert, get like an Airbnb, stay with someone, get their outfits, get their hair, get their makeup, post up Coachella day one, Coachella day two, eh. And they don't go to the festival. They don't have wristbands. They just drive their little butts out to the desert to take Instagram photos, make TikToks, get ready with memes, whatever. And then they drive back. And that's it. So if you feel boring and sad because you're not at Coachella, just know that most of these people aren't there either. It's like a very common occurrence that I thought people knew, but then I didn't see anyone talking about it. So... And then they break down. Like I was looking through a whole bunch of pictures where people got busted saying that they were at Coachella, but Uh actually weren't at Coachella. And the lengths that they go through Uh to fake being at Coachella are really quite astounding. Outside of booking Airbnbs and getting outfits and just taking pictures outside. Like they will go on the like fine grass that's really tightly manicured and everything else. And looks like the polo club or wherever they do Coachella. Right. And they'll lie on it and they show side by side side images of like they put like the stage in the background like i'm t- it's crazy mm-hmm. man like i've never you ever faked being somewhere never like, i mean i think i've lied about being somewhere before when i had to or not being somewhere um but i've never faked being somewhere never. no for the likes like i've never i don't even like but like wouldn't the obvious thing be if a person posted a photo, yes. an influencer posted a photo, it said, yo, Coachella day one yes. is lit. 
Right. Wouldn't people find it, their followers find it suspect that they then wouldn't post any of like the live performances like from their vantage point? No, they photoshopped themselves in. No, no, but like videos. Like The weekend just popped up on stage sure. and performed a new song. Sure. Right? Yeah. Which happened. Yes. But I think that when you're just scrolling, like, who knows? Because there's so much live video. Like, like she sure, said, I guess, like, yeah. like she said, when you see live video of me in the desert, let's get ready together. Here's my outfit. Right. And it's just like live video, live video, live video. And then just one still of them with the stage in the background. Yeah. You, I guess you, you assume, you, you know, you're, you assume because why wouldn't you, who lies? Like who lies about that stuff? <laughs> Got it. Right. <laughs> That's me. Got me. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Uh, let me read you this headline. Netflix boldly realizes lesbians can be messy, too. So what? we all know the term love is love. But now comes something even more important in the uh, fight for viewership and equality, which is mess is mess. So Netflix has uh, put together uh, the ultimatum. Queer Love, which is, uh, I guess they did a promo for it during the Love is Blind um, uh, reunion show. And they've brought together a group of lesbians and non-binary individuals. And I guess the it's couples, but who are also potentially attracted to everybody else who's there. And mm. all the couples have shown up with an ultimatum of like, we're either getting married and moving forward or we're not. But then I guess you can also mess around with the people on the show anyway. So this is the ultimatum. Hello, everyone. Oh. You're all here because someone in your relationship has issued an ultimatum. Everybody's there. Each of you are compatible with multiple people here. Someone here could be a good fit for me. I'm ready to spend the rest of my life with somebody. But I'm not ready to commit to marriage. So I gave an ultimatum. Either I leave here engaged or we're done. Oh. I want to get married to this person. I want to bring children to the world with this person. I don't want permanency. I don't want stability. I want freedom. I want to live with you for five years and five then years. I'm open to it. I don't want to go into a marriage having these issues. You came in here with an ultimatum. You knew what you wanted. Mm -hmm. And now you don't. Girl. You can't have us both. Let me find somebody who's ready. You said you wanted to marry me, but you fell in love with someone else in a week and a half. You wanted me to figure out what I wanted. And I, I wanted did that. to find out if that was me. You were trying to stir the pot. She's playing with our life. I didn't do sh What do you want from me? This is too late. This is absolutely too late. This situation is just up. Trash. Oh, Sometimes love is not enough. Oh! Boy. Uh, and Rinda, uh, uh, yeah. So, Maury, do you think that this would work, or would you be more interested? Do you think if it was all guys, one thousand, you would, huh? Oh, yeah. that would be so fun. You think so? Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you could do it with like. I don't. Maybe you could. I guess I don't know. I'm sure there's a lot of gay relationships where somebody's got the ultimatum, and then you put them all together. Because that has that ever been done on a show where like like the the sort of not with same sex the, the model of. You know, whether it be too hot to handle or whatever, but only it's all gays. I think like there all was guys. One. Was there? I, I, didn't, I couldn't think of one. I was trying to think of one. Uh, anyway, so um, the yeah, Finding Prince Charming. <laughs> oh, right. Uh, the Ultimatum Queer Love is uh, being hosted by uh, Joanne Garcia Swisher, who is replacing Nick and Vanessa Lachey, who hosted oh. the first season of The Ultimatum when they did the straight version of it. Mm. And speaking of which, I don't know if you saw all the controversy going around 
um, with Nick and Vanessa Lachey, especially Vanessa Lachey, after the reunion show of Love is Blind. People are going in on her. Shem, explain quickly why people hate uh, Vanessa Lachey so much after that reunion show. Well, people pretty much felt like she she was very unfair to a lot of the contestants, uh, particularly two named Paul and Marshall, who were seen as you know pretty nice guys. And she kind of went in on them and kept like asking about babies and was just gotcha, you know gotcha, gotcha. you know showing a lot of bias. And people were just really annoyed by okay, it. Okay, so here's a little clip of uh, Vanessa from the show. What was it that made you say I can't see her as mom or the mother to my children, our sure. children? Yeah, I think I phrased that really unfairly towards her. Um, I don't think that it was a reflection of what she was capable of or anything like that. I think they, the better so, way to phrase so, that so would have been. So people found this to be like unfair, like she just like, because what I, what I got is that she was like, she wasn't being fair in the sense that she wasn't going as hard on the faults of the women Correct. as she was nitpicking the guys, letting the women slide kind of thing. Absolutely. So Vanessa Lachey has turned off all comments on her IG oh. because they hate us so bad. Here is one uh, upset fan. Disregard why I only have one side of lashes, okay? I don't have time to take off the other set before I have to say this because Vanessa Lachey is pissing me the f- off, bro. Like, Marshall said he feels slighted. That's it. All he said was, I feel like I've been slighted twice in this experience by Jackie. And then Vanessa could say, Vanessa could say, are you taking into consideration the feelings? Of- are you f- what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? We Okay, oh, yeah. like people are not happy. Wow. And it's it's really it's crazy. It's got to the point where like the 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 reaction from that show wasn't about the content. The reaction from the show is all directed towards Vanessa Lachey. Like, it's crazy. Like, if you see anything that's sort of trending or what the discussions are in and around that reunion show, it is it is 100% entirely directed towards Vanessa Lachey. I want to talk about the biggest villain that emerged from the Love is Blind live reunion last night, and that is Vanessa Lachey. <laughs> I think that even prior to the reunion, we could all agree that Nick and Vanessa are not very good hosts, but last night was profoundly bad. I need to know why in 2023, Vanessa thought it was appropriate to bring up having children as often as she did. If she asked the group in passing and then dropped it, I think it would have been okay. It's still a very personal question, but the show is invasive anyway. Then she just kept going and they even had that weird video segment with Bartise where he was showing off his love child like they were a prop. You could tell that it was making most of them uncomfortable, especially Tiffany and Brett. Tiffany had a very like thoughtful reply to it. Like, in this day and age, I thought it had been well-established that it is inappropriate to grill couples like this about having kids. Some of them might not want them at all, which is completely fine. For all we know, the ones that do want kids are struggling with fertility. And I have been in that position. It's a very upsetting and difficult conversation. In addition to this, she went way too easy on the people that deserve to be grilled. Wow. And uh, before we go, uh, Andy Cohen has come out to uh, talk, give his opinions on the re- the reunion show as well. What because he, he does reunion shows with de- with um, Real Housewives, right? Huh. She and, sure does. And, and his mistake, what Andy Cohen says was Netflix's mistake, is that they wanted to do live, and so it was only going to be an hour or an hour 20 or whatever, where in reality, when you do these reunion shows, mm-hmm. you need to tape like three, four yeah. hours with these people sure. in order to get an hour's worth of fiery content. Otherwise, it's kind of boring. Yeah. Right? And so, so I was this like what they taped then with Love is Blind, with the reunion, since yeah. they didn't go live yes. on Sunday night? Did they do that like three, four hour? No, I think that they just did live to tape. I think that they tape. just wow. did the the hour, a little bit of a, a little over an hour kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, bro. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, 
Uh, Super Mario crushed at the box office again this weekend. They did another yes. eight eighty-seven million dollars. Uh, Renfield, the uh, vampire movie with. Uh, What's that guy's Nicholas name? Nicholas Cage. Cage. Thank you. Nicholas Cage uh, flopped $7.7 7 but I don't know if it was expected to do tons, but that is really, That looked really weird, low, by the way. <laughs> I know. It looked awesome, kind of. I will watch it, but I will, you know, when it shows up on a thing, right? <laughs> on what thing? Not a, not that kind of thing, right? Like on a thing that you... Uh, on demand. Yeah, thank you, Maury. On demand. <laughs> Jeez, man. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, rent a Hitman caught another idiot. So this guy started rentahitman.com back in 2005 as a joke. But what he found was that people would legitimately contact him on Rent a Hitman, either looking to become a hitman or Mm -hmm. looking to hire a hitman. And he would talk to them, log all the conversations, and then eventually turn the information over to the FBI and people would get arrested. So since, since 2005, they've grabbed 30 people. People, Thirty people, okay, who have contacted Rent a Hitman, Ooh. and they just got another one—a twenty-one-year-old guy in Tennessee named uh, Josiah Garcia. He got in touch with rentahitman.com to find out if they were hiring. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a member of the Air National Guard. And then back in February, he submitted his resume and asked about obtaining employment as a hitman. He said he was looking for a job that paid well and where his military experience could come in handy, adding, quote, what can I say? I enjoy doing what I do. So if I can find a job that is similar to it, such as this one, put me in coach. And just to make sure he was serious, the cops talked to this guy for two months about the job. Uh, He said that he was willing to kill for as little as $2,500. Oh, my God. He also said that he would be okay with, quote, collecting fingers and ears to prove to his clients. And then was asked if he uh, needed to take photos of the deceased after the job was done. If that was the case, it would be $5,000. He was arrested on Wednesday of last week. Got him. <laughs> honestly, if you do one quick Google search of hireahitman.com, mm-hmm. everything that comes up is only about how this is a bogus website that is just used to trap people so he didn't in, the, in these situations. I guess he found it from, like, however you find it. Because you can't just, like, if you know anything about anything, you have to watch one Netflix special to know that you can't just go on your computer and Google how to be a hitman. Like they're gonna get you, yeah, right. Like so, Someone I don't know. I don't know what message board he was on, or how deep he found himself on the internet, where he then just clicked the link instead of googling the link, right? So I'm guessing he found the link somewhere, clicked it, saved it, probably yeah. left it in one tab open on his computer for months, so he didn't have to go back trying to find it again. It's like this is the job for me. This is the job for me. I enjoy doing what I do, but uh, but since 2005, they've got 30 people who have tried to use. Uh, rentahitman.com. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Seems like Coachella mm-hmm. and Frank Ocean are not on good terms. What happened? At all. So. He killed the set, though. <laughs> did he not? No. According to Twitter, he did? No, according to everybody else, it was an absolute disaster. No. So everything starts. So, first of all, they got fined because Frank Ocean was so late, and one of the other performers on one of the other nights was late too. So, Coachella has to pay a curfew fine of $117,000, which is a $20,000 for the first five minutes past curfew, with another thousand tacked on for every minute after that. Um, Yeah, this is Frank Ocean. 
So he was originally supposed to live stream on YouTube as well. And then he pulled their ability to do that at the last second. They said Frank Ocean is not scheduled to appear on the Coachella live, live stream, which pissed off a lot of people who were watching the live stream. Mm-hmm. Uh, he hadn't performed in nearly six years. And he made a bunch of changes an hour before his show was supposed to. Sorry, he made a, a bunch of changes like the day of the show while fans were on the grounds and the oh, show geez. was supposed to start. So so here let me let me read you let me read you this. This is incredible. Because everybody was talking about how they couldn't see him. So on mm-hmm. stage, Frank Ocean had just people walking around in circles and they dropped this giant screen down. So people in the crowd couldn't even see Frank Ocean. Right? He was just playing artsy fartsy He things? was just playing to a camera that was there with him. So people watched it on the on the monitors. Mm-hmm. Right. And for the only two songs that he did in their original arrangement that people would recognize. Um, he didn't even lip sync. He just didn't even have a microphone. He was just on stage listening to his own song, dancing around. Oh, come on, man! Right? Like That's there was cool. no. I didn't like, pay for that. Like, like there was no lip syncing. But here, let me let me read you this. This is what went so wrong the day of Frank Ocean's uh, set. Uh, they said the stage production was supposed to be and did contain an ice rink that was constructed what? and ready to go. What? Frank decided at the last minute that he no longer wanted the ice rink. All of the people walking around him on stage in that big circle during the performance were actually ice skaters that were supposed to be skating around him in circles that they had been practicing for weeks and were supposed to be part of the production. Coachella had to deconstruct the approved stage that had been planned and signed off on for months, melt the entire ice rink, and then set up how Frank decided he wanted with no warning, which is what you ended up seeing and caused the hour-long delay. This all happened when doors had already been open for Sunday's performances and people were securing their spots to see him. If the last-minute change wasn't made, he wouldn't have performed at all, leaving the festivals without their headliner. See, well, artists shouldn't be allowed to do that kind of stuff, man. <laughs> like, come on. If you sign a contract, right? Yeah. And I know that there are ways to get around contracts and yeah. art- artistic integrity and blah, blah, blah. Yes. But I think a case like this for Frank Ocean, like he should have, I don't know if the Coachella Bro. could find him or whatever. Right. Or withhold they're, they're payment. not on good terms at all. Do you right? think, though, that the ice, the not skating thing had anything to Because Billboard's reporting that during rehearsals he injured his ankle no it had nothing to do with that so he separate he didn't injure his ankle no. from ice skating no no <laughs> no it was oh, crazy man. the Roz and mocha show podcast podcast uh yellowstone is looking like it's going to end after whenever they get this rest of season five done because kevin oh, costner and Ta- tyler sheridan the creator of the show just don't get along they said that uh there is a desire to significantly cut his workload we know that about kevin costner for the fifth season to focus on other projects uh and tyler sheridan um whose sources have claimed has developed a significant ego after becoming a major player in film and television. So they say, quote, uh, it's the same as it was with any showrunner and a big star. There's respect, but there's friction, the source says. Uh, adding to the uncertain, uh, 
the uncertain around this the uncertainty around the series is the lack of date because as we said i thought this was already shot and ready to go and they were just hanging on to it they haven't even started filming the second half of season five yet so what are they going to do now well now what they're running into is the potential writer's strike and so if the writer's strike happens on may 1st there will be who knows how long that's going to last. So the Writers Guild of America voted the the union ninety seven point eight five percent in favor of a May first strike. Um, talks were supposed to resume yesterday with the uh, Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers. That's all the studios and TV yeah. networks and everything else. Um, they're looking for uh, compensation, including a sizable increase in minimums, a better formula for residuals for streaming platforms, and a minimum minimum for staffing requirements on TV shows. Yeah, I don't know if you remember the 2007-2008 writer's strike. How long did that go for? A hundred days. That's when we days. got all the new reality shows. There was a boom of reality shows because that's what they could crank out. Yeah. So the first thing to go in a writer's strike are all the late night shows mm-hmm. and Saturday Night Live. Then what you lose, sorry, Shem, are these soap operas. Oh. Right. Um, net, network shows hopefully can have enough in the can that they can sort of outlive any strike. And that's what they're, so they're if, running if into. If something's now. done, it can be released. If something's done, it can be released. But they can't do they new episodes. Filming just like that, the Sarah Jessica Parker and they, thing. And they also wrap the boys. So we'll on, get those. On, on Prime. Yeah. So you'll get you'll get those. But the, the last time a writer's strike happened, um, Conan O'Brien and David Letterman paid their own staff out of their own pockets. Mm. So they wouldn't lose money. And then Conan was off the air for two months. And if you remember, Conan came back alone and like did his show with no writers. Yeah. And it was just weird skits that he did. He had like a big beard and stuff like that. Mm. So there will be no late night, no SNL, like nothing like that. If the writers go on strike. So be the rise of the reality and, shows. And, 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 and if they don't make it in time to do Yellowstone and this writer strike goes on for any period of time, you could be looking at like t- late 2024. Can they use other Yellowstone. ways of writing? Could they use Chat GPT to write the nope. scripts? No, no, they never no, will, man. No. You think the writers are going to come back after that? No, no, you can't do any of that stuff. Yeah, the, the no. show, everything just halts. Everything just halts. So we may not get for a year and a half the second half of Yellowstone. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Trish Stratus turned heel on WWE. Means she's bad now. By the way, for all okay. the the, okay. the people who don't follow wrestling like I do. Look at Shem. She. Uh, she did the heel turn against uh, Becky Lynch a yep. couple weeks ago after their big mania win. And Lita. And, and Lita, Lita, her best friend yeah. and godmother to her children. So here is a, <laughs> a very different side of Trish Stratus. Oh, you got you guys don't like that. You didn't like that? Oh, oh you don't like that. Guess what? I don't care because I wasn't about to let Becky Lynch or any of you rewrite history. I am not a nostalgia act. I am not your childhood fantasy. And I sure as hell am nobody's sidekick. (laughs) I am the greatest of all time. And I am the single most important figure in the history of WWE. And I'm here to make sure none of you forget it. Then she steps back. And Mike drops Come and on walks now. out of the ring. So how yeah. does she how does she go from that, right, to then sitting at the desk on Canada's Got Talent and being all nice again? Like it's sort of uh I mean I get it, you know, it's a character and everything else. But what? Is it what? It's a is what? It what? Is it what? Is it what now? Say it again? Sorry, what? Where? On CGT? No. 
I mean, you know, we get it, right? Like, we get it. What do you it. mean? They don't have oh. to hide anymore. Like, it used to be that, like, wrestlers who were feuding couldn't even be seen out in public together. Yeah, they can't. The, but now, okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So are y'all happy about this or no? No, I love. Okay, good. I love. Oh, yeah, it's kind of Trish hot. Stratus. <laughs> Evil Trish? I love it. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, she's doing. Wonderful. She's, she's having such a great run. Yeah. It's not going to be long before she gets that title. Yeah. Oh, damn. There you go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. James Corden's final show. So they've announced the sort of the three big names that are going to be a part Ooh. of the show. So we knew Him. Tom Cruise is going to be part of a sketch. Mm-hmm. So he won't be there live. Okay. Um, but he's going to be doing some sort of thing. I don't know. Probably a stunt thing because that's what Tom Cruise is known for is yeah. stunts, right? Um, he's going to jump off that hotel in Dubai again? Something like that. And then uh, Will Ferrell, who was part of James Corden's very first week. Yeah. And then Harry Styles. So the rumor was like that. they're best friends. They are. The rumor was that One Direction was going to be reuniting. Still can. But that's not going to happen <laughs> at all. It's a great There's, way to promote the other One Directioners' new music. Well, no. But see, the problem is this, is that it's you, you can't say One Direction reunion without Zayn. Mm-hmm. Right? You need every single one. And Zayn's not going to do it. Like he's Zane didn't even do Corden the first time. One Direction, he was already out of the band by the time I Corden. Mean, by the time the Corden money. started, no, no, he's fine. He's fine. I still yeah. think it's going to happen. You think a One Direction no. thing? No, I there's think, no chance. Yeah, they would have to. Like, if I were the other uh, bandmates in that group, yeah. I'd want to be. Like, I'd want it to be promoted. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. But also, right. they wouldn't have said Harry Styles is going to be a guest. Yeah, no, exactly. If, if, if oh, Direction so what, you just promote Harry yeah, Styles? Yeah, yeah, and that's it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. It would be great more. It would be great. But uh, they already shot that rumor down. Ooh, One Direction reunion. It's not going to happen. They already shot the rumor down. It's, like, not going to happen. I, I'm with you. I saw One Direction live. It was the, it was the weirdest concert I saw. One of the weirdest you concerts I've ever saw. You both met One Direction. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, a couple times. It was a weird, it was because it was a They're boy, nice. it, it's a boy band that doesn't dance, mm-hmm. right? So they all just sort of wander around the stage. <laughs> like yeah, there's, there's no, I there's, remember that show. There's, yeah, there's and no there's, choreography at all, right? At one point of the show, they brought a, like a big couch. Yeah, they and just, then they all sat. just sat there. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're going to walk for a while and then we're going to sit. Yeah. Right? But there's no choreography at a 1D well, show. Well, then it's perfect for a small stage John Corden show. Yeah, yeah it was still a good show, but uh, it was weird seeing a boy band with no no moves. It was interesting. They all just like sort of like wandered. It was like a mall watching like really talented kids walk around Foot Locker. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, cause of death revealed in uh, Aaron Carter's uh, drowning. It was uh, revealed after toxicology reports finally were made available uh, that he passed away uh, by drowning after taking Xanax and huffing compressed air, according mm-hmm. to the coroner. So. Uh, sort of what everybody had already assumed. Yeah. Sad. Theron Carter. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Ocean's Eleven, man. I love that first movie. Never seen it. You never seen the first Ocean's Eleven? Mm-mm. Oh, it's so good. Do you have to see Anyone? the first ten? No. It's so good. It's Is really, really. Is it's there? No. no. It's really, really good. Yeah, yeah, it's That's awesome. Clooney. The, the, it's everybody. It's it's Clooney and Don Cheadle and Matt Damon and Brad Pitt and uh, yeah, it's, star it's, studded. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, but anyway, so George Clooney was talking about um, who they approached to play the part of Linus Caldwell in the film, which was Matt Damon. Okay, and who turned it down? And it would have made a very different Ocean's Eleven, which was the two big names that turned it down were Mark Wahlberg and Johnny Depp. 
at the, wow. at, at the time, right? Okay. But, and you understand, though, sort of why Wahlberg and Depp would have turned it down because that character is not the cool guy, right? Oh. Brad Pitt and George Clooney are the cool guys in that movie, yeah. right? So to present Mark Wahlberg or Johnny Depp with the role that's not the cool guy. Was he more of like a chump? No, he's not a chump. He's a nerd. Right, oh, like okay. he's he's the sort of like nerdy guy. The, nerd. Come on now, what are you doing? Mark Wahlberg's not a nerd. The muscles? No. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Oh, strike! Negotiations are expected to continue despite the thousands of members of Canada's largest federal public service union walking Ooh. off the job at twelve oh one a.m. this morning. Uh, the bargaining group involves some 155,000 federal public servants, including 35,000 Canada Revenue Agency workers. So I'm sure if you called Canada Revenue Agency today expecting to get on some, get a hold of somebody, that is going to be very difficult. Oh, the one day that I was going to call to say, guess what? Remember that money I owed you guys from those taxes a few years ago? Today was the day I was going to make the payment. If you call Canada Revenue Agency today, it is going to be no different than if you called them yesterday or the day before or the day before. They will not answer. Right. You will sit on hold forever. Uh, however, they do say that although the strike may cause a backlog and problems for processing your taxes. Yeah. You are still obligated to file, even Done. if they are on strike. Okay? You already filed yours more? And got my re- refund. Did you think, Matthew? What? Doesn't he file for you? No, no, we go together as a couple oh. and wear our wedding rings. Oh. That's awesome. When is the deadline? End of the month, right? End of May, some, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with picket lines expected to be set up this morning at uh, 250 plus locations, the union is calling the strike action one of the largest in Canada's history. Damn. Does it affect history. the scammers or are they not on strike? The what? The Canada Revenue Agency. No, they're calls. still working. Okay. They're still working. Uh, the, stay by your phone. <laughs> yeah. So uh, processing taxes and passports are going to be the two big things that uh, people will, uh, that's noticeable to people if you're trying to get it done. Right? Right. Shoot. I got to check. You know what? We're going on vacation in June. No, you're not. I got to check my passport, actually. Yeah. Because it depends on where you go, too. Like, I've been to countries where you need a passport that doesn't expire within two years. I'm going to Ottawa. Is that going to affect that? So there's no, some. No, you could just use your license. There's some. There's some places that you that you travel to that I didn't know. Like when I went to Egypt, I could like if my passport was expiring this like next year, I wouldn't yeah. have been able to go. No, I'm just going to Florida. You just oh yeah, you're fine. It should be fine, right? Yeah, you're good. I think it Don't expires like maybe this year. Don't you worry. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Um, let's do uh, Paul McCartney here. Paul McCartney has his first hit song on Billboard's dance charts, thanks to Kygo, um, who remixed uh, McCartney's 83 duet with uh, Michael Jackson, Say, Say, Say. Oh, so yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> MJ. Fart all over this. Nasty. Yeah. yeah, it's not the best. I mean, the vocals are fine, but the, the track is terrible. No, can I play you? This is the best Michael Jackson, Paul McCartney song. 
Okay. <laughs> Come on. This one is the best. You like this better than Say Say Say? Yes. Really? The doggone girl is mine. The doggone girl is mine. How wholesome. How wholesome he tried to be, huh? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because the doggone girl is mine. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? How like, do you think about it? You know how... Beautiful voice. Right, <laughs> right. And you know how uh, Chris Rock always gets roasted for trying too hard to appeal to a white audience? Uh-huh. Is there a bigger example of, of a black artist trying too hard to appeal to a white audience than saying, the doggone girl is yeah. mine? <laughs> <laughs> Might as well throw in the word G. Wilkers in there. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Maple Leafs lose last night, 7-3. Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, here is Leafs head coach Sheldon Keefe. Um, but I don't think nerves have anything to do with why we you know, don't defend our net and allow a guy to walk out from below the goal line. Like Those are all things... We're as good as anybody in the Tell NHL in defending that that area of the ice, and uh, didn't happen tonight. So um, that's that's disappointing. But I don't know if I think it'd be too easy to chalk it up as nerves at this point. You tell them. Uh, just remember, everybody, that Leafs game one last year when they were playing Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. they won five nothing. The Leafs did, and they still went on to lose a series. So it's only game one. It's only game one. So what? We're going to lose the series? Even no, quicker? no, no, oh. no, 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 no. I hate this. I hate this playoff format that the NHL does now. It's so stupid. I hate it. I hate they play the same team every single year. It's dumb. Well, what do you want them to do? Go back to the way it used to be. That's what I want them to do. All right. I want the I want the one team to play the eight team, the two to seven, the three to six, and the four and the five. That's what I want. They should just put all the teams' names in a hat, and then you draw. And yeah, do it that I'm way. fine with that. I'm fine with that. It makes to it change exciting it games anyway. Do you want to hear from John Tavares at all or no? Is he going to say anything different? I don't know. It's not going to change the score. No. Man, let me see what he said. Yeah, we just uh, didn't execute well. Uh, you know, our, our coverage at times at front uh, wasn't uh, where it needed to be. And Yeah, well, we know. Okay, great. <laughs> what a crusher last night. Love man. you, Tavares. But, uh, what a crusher. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Uh, Netflix is ending its uh, DVD mail subscription business after 25 years. People in this country don't know because it was this service was only ever available in the United States. Mm-hmm. It never broke borders. Only an American thing. USA, USA. Where you would pay a subscription to Netflix and then they would send you DVDs. Here's the old commercial from 25 years ago. There's a better way to rent movies. As many as you want for just 20 bucks a month and no late fees. Go to Netflix.com Make a list of the movies you want to see and in about one business day, you'll get three DVDs. Keep them as long as you want without late fees. Then when you're done, look, prepaid envelopes. Return one and they'll send you another movie from your list. It's easy. Netflix. All the movies you want, 20 bucks a month, and no late fees. And it, was, and it was the Netflix thing yeah. is that it was fast, too, right? Like Game you, changer. Like, you got it in, like, a day. We had the vending machines here. 
Not the same thing, though. You still had to then go out. It was like going to a video store. They had it at Loblaws. Netflix uh, was incredible because it just sent, like, I I was at a friend's house in the States, and I was like, what is this? And he's like, Netflix. And there was these envelopes, and he just, like, tore the thing off, and it was a little tiny pouch with the DVD in it. Killed Blockbuster, man. Yeah, and it was uh, no video rentals. It was no no late fee. So after 25 years, they're ending that service, as if that service still existed right now. They're shipping the last one out in September. That's the it. end of September. September's the very the end? last DVD yeah. will get shipped out. You have to mail it back? Yes. They, they, well, they said keep it as long as you want. But if they're ending it, why am I mailing it back? You're only yeah. going to throw it out. Yeah, because you're not going to get it? another one. Uh, the first DVD shipped was Beetlejuice on March 10th, 1998. What movie? Beetlejuice. Be- what movie? The Beetlejuice. Num- <laughs> <laughs> uh, number of DVDs shipped. Yeah. And again, this is only a su- subscription service in the States. Yeah. Number of DVDs shipped, 5.2 billion. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Number of unique subscribers over the years, 40 million. Yeah. That's just for the DVD service. Yeah. Most popular title. Oh, here we go. I'm so happy, guys. Okay. That's one of my favorites. Is it? The Blind Side. No, it wasn't. Sandra Bullock, yeah. Michael? Michael, would you like to live with us, Michael? (laughs) Really? The Blind Side? Yes. You see TJ over there? Your job is to protect him. (laughs) Pretend that TJ is on that field, and your only goal is to protect him, Michael. Do you understand me? Oh my God! Bravo. Why are you crying, Bravo. Michael? Bravo, Bravo, Bravo! And then I, Michael says, "I never had a bed before." <laughs> bruh, that movie. Come on, bro! I love that movie wow. so much. Wow! Now I'm gonna have to rent The Blind Side. <laughs> I wonder how popular The Blind Side is is on that actual Netflix. Or do you think that do they have The Blind Side on Netflix? Because that would be really sad if their number one DVD of all time was not actually available on Netflix. That's kind of sad to me. Yeah. Right? Or maybe that's why it's so popular on the DVD version of Netflix. One thing that I read is that uh, a lot of the DVDs that they're still shipping out are titles that Netflix just doesn't have right now. Right. right? Do the licensing and whatever. It's there? there. Oh my God, I know what I'm watching today. I know, me too. (laughs) The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, there's a video of a woman named Andy Owen, who's the CEO of a high-end furniture company called uh, Miller Knoll. And in the clip, she's online with her employees. And I guess the uh, sort of contention between the company and the employees was that the employees were sort of pissy because they didn't get bonuses, um, while... Andy Owen, the CEO, received millions in bonuses. So this is so so when you have a, a situation where the CEO gets their bonus but the employees don't get their bonus, mm. you have to address it and try to calm things down. So this is Andy Owen trying to just smooth things out with a level head with all of her employees. Questions came through about how can we stay motivated if we're not going to get a bonus. Some of them were nice and some of them were not so nice. So I'm going to address this head on. Don't ask about what are we going to do if you don't get a bonus get the damn 26 million dollars spend your time and your effort thinking about the 26 million dollars we need and not thinking about what you're going to do if we don't get a bonus all right i had an old boss who said to me one time you can visit pity city but you can't live there so people leave pity city let's get it done thank you have a great day 
She's the mayor of Pity City, huh? That is a fire line. <laughs> I love that. Is that one of the whitest things you've ever heard? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Okay, so let's get into all this uh, AI stuff that was going on with Drake and that song that was released, and then there's a new one. Uh, But I want to play you this first. So this is a YouTuber named uh, uh, Roberto Nixon, and he explains how the process goes when you use a singer's voice in AI on a track because a lot I don't think a lot of people actually understand I think that they, they people think that there's a program mm-hmm. that you type in a bunch of stuff or whatever and then it spits something out or it's just generate or whatever it is so he explains the process because when he did this video the voice that was perfected through AI was Kanye. Mm -hmm. But you actually have to find a beat, put that beat into a music program. You have to sing the song and then replace your voice with the AI voice. So here, play clip one. This is him explaining it. What are the implications of this for the music industry? Now all you have to do is record reference vocals and replace it with a trained model of any musician you like, which is exactly what I did. I found this Kanye style beat on YouTube. I wrote eight bars and I'm gonna record them now and then I'm gonna have AI Kanye replace me. I got a fantasy that's beautiful, that's dark and twisted, but I attacked the whole religion all because of my ignorance. What was I thinking? That was some I lost Adidas, but I'm still Yeezy. Back in the kitchen, man, I'm a genius. Boys in the hood, just like I'm easy. Kanye, Wheezy, Southside of Chicago, life ain't easy. All praise be to Lord Jesus, Donda, please rest easy. All right, let me cut it there. Let me cut it there. Okay, so that was him, mm-hmm. and then play two. Let's hear those vocals I just recorded now with Kanye over them. Yeah, I got a fantasy that's beautiful, that's dark and twisted. But I attacked the whole religion all because of my ignorance. What was I thinking? That was some I lost Adidas, but I'm so easy. Back in the kitchen, man, I'm a genius. Boys in the hood, just like I'm easy. Kanye Weezy, Southside of Chicago, life ain't easy. Damn. So what he was saying, he was explaining it. And that it's not like anybody can sort of do this where you can create somebody's voice. What he was saying was that the Kanye model, the AI model was the one currently when he did that video that was as close to perfect. But he was saying, this was about a month ago, that at that time, other people were training AI to build other models. So what you're hearing when you hear Kanye Mm -hmm. and now when you hear Drake is everybody using the same model. Gotcha. Right? It's one model that they've built and then everybody bases all of these songs on that new model because there's a new Drake track that came out. Another one yes, now. called Winter's Cold. Listen to this. Oh my God. Okay. This is so scary. Right? So, you know what I think has to happen too, what I gather, is that if you are doing the reference track, you're performing the reference track yourself, you almost have to get some of the inflection that that artist is known for giving as well or saying certain words a certain way that that artist 
would be the only person to until say it. the training gets better until for the, the AI. Gets better, yeah. So the Verge um, uh, dot com did an incredible article on Ghostwriter, who was the guy uh, earlier in the week that released that um, that sort of Drake and the Weekend song. Mm-hmm. So they went deep into this because Heart on My Sleeve racked up millions of views and streams, right, when it was released. And then it disappeared on Monday off all these streaming sites. I still have it here. It's still on TikTok, but it's all the streaming sites. However, when The Verge reached out to Universal Music Group, they would not confirm that they were the ones responsible for the takedown. So Ghostwriter started deleting all his TikTok videos, Mm -hmm. including all the ones that went viral. But then the track is still itself up on TikTok. So he's been pushing listeners when he released this song to give their phone number. And then if people gave him their phone number, he said that he would send them the song if it ever got pulled down. Right. But there's a weird sort of like crypto company that's associated with this Ghostwriter guy. And a, and a company that deals with fans where they text you when your favorite artist goes on tour. They text you all this information. So it could be a publicity stunt for that company. But nobody knows what is actually going on with this Ghostwriter guy or that song, right? So Heart on My Sleeve, they say, could either be a sloppy stunt by some tech startup. Mm-hmm. It could be a prank by Drake himself. Or it could be the beginning of the battle between AI and actual artists. But you have to listen to what Universal Music said when they asked. So The Verge asked Universal about the situation, and their response was this. Universal's success has been in part due to embracing new technologies and putting it to work for our artists. As we have been doing on our own, and have we been doing our own innovation around AI for some time already? With that said, however, the training and generative AI using our artist music is a breach of the agreement and the violation of copyright law as well as the availability of infringing content created with generative AI and DSPs, begs the question as to which side of history all stakeholders in the music ecosystem will eventually be on. Then they asked if they were the ones that pulled down this song, the Ghostwriter song. Mm -hmm. And Universal still didn't admit that they were the ones that pulled it down, but they did send them a link a YouTube link where the song is still uploaded and at the time only had 41 views, which means means they knew it was there. Also, on Spotify, people noticed that Ghostwriter, the guy who posted this, was verified immediately. Whoa. His account, his account oh was verified immediately. Whoa, so what's going on here? So what, what some, what they're saying is that record companies, because remember when MP3s came out and it destroyed their business. Yeah. What they're saying is that record companies, and I'm not saying this is happening. One of the speculative sort of things that's happening is they say that record companies may be the ones perfecting the AI versions of their own artists that they will then be able to license out to people to use, and that way the artist gets paid. Oh, my goodness. Bro, that, that's that, scary. That's one of the, that's one, one of the speculations that's Jeez. out there. Damn. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Lil Yachty was doing an interview on, how do you say this guy's name? Kai Sennett? Sennett? Can it? Sennett? Something like that. 
uh, on his live stream talking about Drake's house. Everybody's got a cool story about going to Drake's house. The embassy. Oh, man, I got the best story. Oh, wait, no, I've never been invited. Oh, have you never been invited? I find that <laughs> peculiar that you've never been invited. I got in trouble for being outside it. Yeah, you're one of those. We were driving by to see the Christmas decorations and security. The second you stop, yeah. come to your car and they're like, move it along. <laughs> yeah, but if you were in like a Bentley, they'd be like, yo. Bro, right? I saw a video of fake Drake. Is he Drake? Yeah. Show up in a fancy car and like oh. tried to pull into the driveway. Oh, really? Uh, and yeah, security yeah. was not happy. So like he went out and rented like a car to just, oh, what a yeah. I did it in the Yaris. <laughs> Why me? <laughs> uh, so Lil Yachty was talking about uh, how uh, uh, the toilets in Drake's house, and I don't even know if I believe this, but why wouldn't I? Uh, they play music when you approach them. Every bathroom in this house, when you walk up to the toilet, <laughs> it opens and starts playing Tupac. Hit him. Tupac? <laughs> I swear to God. Every time it's like, yeah, you fat mother. <laughs> well, those might be two different songs, but every time the seat opens, Tupac starts. It's so annoying when you gotta take a shit. What the Because it just keeps looping. So you're like, oh, you took a shit in his crib? <laughs> Several. <laughs> Several. <laughs> so many <laughs> shit in his crib? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm taking too many shit in his crib. Yo! I'm trying to shit in every bathroom. How much bathrooms do you say you got? Too many. Too many? I think he has one. Every time you see one, there's one directly across from it. Damn. I think I've like four or five already. And I still think I got like at least six or seven or eight. I was like probably eight or nine that I haven't <laughs> okay. So I can't imagine showing up. What a badge up of honor though, huh? At you Drake's I mean? place and going to use the toilet and this starts playing. First of your in the click you claim. Come on now. You claim to be a player, but I your wife. Oh, damn. I wouldn't be able to perform. Like, how, do you, how do you concentrate with how this play? No, I would feel like. <laughs> so wait a second. Normally in a bathroom, right? Yeah. The, the mirror is the thing that destroys your self-esteem, uh -huh. right? But you go to Drake's house, you got the mirror and the toilet? Yeah. <laughs> going in on you? Come on now. With one of the most aggressive... Aggressive so disc records rude. ever created. So, so rude. So rude. Uh, Drake posted a picture of himself uh, shirtless going into a, a cold soak on Instagram, and everybody's accusing him of having fake abs. Fake abs? Yeah. Did you see the picture? I saw the photo. So he's standing there. He's standing there in a the towel, sort of side profile. Yeah. You see the picture, Maury? I sure did. You think he's got fake abs? No, I do not. No. Because he if you compare out. it to older photos, it's pretty consistent. Well, no, but yeah, I guess. So what? The, so he said five-minute cold plunge for the soul, um, which is apparently very good for you. But mm -hmm. everybody's talking about how he has, uh, like, either got a tummy tuck or lipo or whatever. Because uh, it's an actual thing, right? It's been around for a long time. It's called abdominal etching, which okay. I had no idea until I started reading about it, uh -huh. which is like a, it's a very, very popular procedure. But what people are saying is that based on the picture, they were they are like – People who have abs that are that ripped yeah. are usually ripped everywhere else. It's very rare that you hmm. see somebody who has incredibly defined abs, but not chest, biceps, and shoulders. I don't know. I Okay. I'm going to say something, yeah. and nobody flame me for it right now, okay? Okay, yeah. But I've yeah. seen a lot of dudes who have <laughs> abs that also do not have like packs like who like who just like well defined where like well defined where? bodies where 
Where'd you see all these guys? So curious. Yeah. Like, okay, don't yeah. blame me for this. Yeah, okay. When I say on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what did you search for? No, no, no. Uh, no. Like when I read it, like Men's Health, right? Men's Health Magazine, like on my iPad. Yeah. And they have like, you know, just talking fitness stuff, right? And like you would see guys with abs and their chest isn't like all puffed out. Like not all of them. Like who? Name them. Why yeah, can't name like, them? No, because then they've had it. Like I'm looking at pictures of abdominal etching right now. Yeah. Um, I got a lot of dudes on my computer right now. <laughs> um, and, and like, you know, people who are fit, right? They're fit, but they're not ripped. So when you get those abs where your abs are ripped, those shoulders, chest, and biceps are ripped. Hmm. Not just defined, but ripped. Well, so this now, is why everyone's accusing Drake of getting yes. but fake now, abs. Google Drake underwear 2015, and you'll see that it looks very similar. That's why I think they're real. And I also then real. Google Drake underwear okay, well, 2011. Hold, hold on, man. I got to like... 2011, but that was like. But first do 2015. Do Drake and underwear. You just said 2021. No, I said 2015. Oh, 2015. Okay, go. Well, eight years ago. 15. That's a that's a lot can happen then. Right, and then there's. Yeah, I'm not not saying that he. I'm not saying he does at all. I have a question. Does this replace the DMD dive? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like I mean, he's fit. Like Drake's a fit guy. Like he, he, like you know, he's got access to all this stuff. Like, of course he's fit. He looks good. I don't think he's got uh, abdominal etching. I don't at all. think so either. He basically built a good life in his. Well, no, Maury, this picture. In his <laughs> mansion. Excuse me. While I analyze this, I'm all choked yes, up. Yes, no, no. This is the best conversation ever. I'm all, I'm all choked up here. This picture, his abs in this picture are not the abs in the. No, I didn't in, say they're the, the same. In the post. Like but I'm this is on the This road. is not ripped. Like these abs match that body. What they're saying is that the abs he has now don't match that body. Sure, but if you've been working out since 2011 <laughs> doing just weights and not upper, then this is what happens. No, it's not. Everything gets ripped. That's what they're saying. I don't know. I think it's okay, really Okay, so him. Mocha, going back to your uh, extensive research on... Not um, extensive. I never said extensive you said research. It, you said you... Did he not say that he spends weeks doing this? I never said that. That's exactly what you said. I said I spent weeks. That's what you said. That's how you started this. You said, guys, listen to me. I know what I'm talking about. I've spent weeks doing research on this. I never said that. That sounds so familiar to me. You said every time you Google men's abs. I never said that, guys. Yes. And, and And then when you referenced your computer, by the way, okay, there was no typing. It was one click, which means that you already had a tab open. Guys, like. Right? I heard one click. You I know, didn't hear typey typey. I heard one click. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Look at Maury. We're here for you. <laughs> I hate you all. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, I guess today's the day 420 when a lot of people who are verified on Twitter... Uh, who have not yet paid to be verified on Twitter are supposed to be losing their blue check. Has not happened to me. I was gonna clean my room until I got high. <laughs> you gotta figure that some of the engineers down at uh, Twitter mm-hmm. are gonna be a little late on the delete button today. <laughs> Just, yeah, way too late. Why, man? Like, yo. Yo, did you delete those blue things yet? <laughs> the what? No, man, I thought you were supposed to delete the blue things. <laughs> what blue things? You know, 
the check, the chick? No, man, the check. The chips? <laughs> Who brought chips? <laughs> I don't want chips. <laughs> Do you still have yours? Have you checked? Oh. Uh, I haven't checked yet today. Mine's still there. Let's see. still there. I don't know. How do I check? What do I do? I just, just click, on, click, oh, yeah. click on my face. Mafache. Yeah, yours is there, Ross. Yeah. Cool. Is yours still there, Sham? It is. Yeah. The only app that I am verified on. Damn. Not bitter. So, have you paid for this yet? Hell, yet? Hell no. I ain't going to ever do that. I did, thought you said you, you were, said you were going to. You said you no, were going to. No, yes, you no, did. did. You did the whole thing. Yeah, you that. did a whole thing. Well, you were very passionate about it because this is the only place that you are verified. I might have been high. So. <laughs> <laughs> Shem did that on 320. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Uh, Camila Cabello teases a brand new song on Instagram. Sounds like this. mentioned Coachella. Is this a diss record to... I don't know. Sean Mendes? I don't know. Frank Ocean, maybe. I don't know. Who knows? The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Will Ferrell is set to star in a new golf comedy television series. This will be uh, Will Ferrell's first series, I guess, since SNL, because he hasn't done television, has he? Just movies, right? Has Will Ferrell been in a TV show? I don't think he has. Like a streaming show? I don't mm-hmm. think so. Uh, but he's going to play a, uh, P, uh, a pro golfer who uh, leaves the PGA to go to a controversial new league, almost like the PGA and Live, the Saudi Arabian-run oh, right, league. Yeah. Uh, but they say that the sort of tone and comedy will be very much in the world of Talladega Nights. I was just So say. imagine Ricky Bobby is a golfer. Yeah. I, I, I imagine that they're just completely ignorant to why this new league is problematic and yeah. whether it's owned by China oh. or Iran. Or, so or or whoever it is going to be Russia maybe is going to join the Russian league. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um, but uh, I like to pray to baby Jesus because that's the Jesus that I like. <laughs> God, that, we watched that the other night. <laughs> that movie's so funny. So it's it's so good. Talladega Nights is so good. Uh, birthdays today. Oh, here we go. We got a lot of really good ones to guess here. So, uh, Moke, I'll start with you. Carmen Electra. How old's Carmen Electra today? 53. Ooh, 51. Okay. Uh, Shem, Shamar Moore. Shamar Moore. Oh, brother, don't crack. So I'm going to say 55. 53. Oh, wow. Uh, Damon Moore, do you know these already? No, I no. purposely didn't. Uh, um, uh, Jessica Lang, Maury. Jessica Lang. 81. 74. Andy Circus is 59. Crispin Glover Mocha. Oh, yes. George McFly. George. What, Lorraine? What? <laughs> Get your damn hands off hey, of her. Hey, you. <laughs> Get your damn hands off of her. How old's Crispin Glover today, Mocha? Crispin Glover is 63 years old. 59. Oh, damn. Sorry, and, uh, and every... <laughs> but with all honesty, like, when's the last time you actually saw Crispin Glover, right? Like Back you, the future one. Yeah. When yeah. I paid for his autograph. I saw him a couple of years ago. He was uh, having drinks with a friend of mine, and I went up to talk to her, and then um, the guy she was talking to just, like, hunched over and turned his back. 
Um, yeah. And uh, and I and then she arranged and then she introduced me to him and then uh, she's like, hey, this is Crispin, my friend. And I was like, oh, hey, cool. And because we had hung out together like years ago in Edmonton, me and Crispin Glover, I was with Tom Green. And it was a wild night, like a crazy, crazy night. I think you had a wild night with Crispin Glover and Tom Green. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was really wild. Uh, Anyway, uh, George Takei. How old is the great George Takei? Eighty-seven years old. Eighty-seven. Yeah. George Takei is eighty-six. Hey, close. And uh, whenever it is George Takei's birthday, we have to go back to that time. Uh, Damn it, Maury and George Takei. Two people. There are no two people in this world that love their voices more than George Takei and our very own Damn it, Maury. Where they had a "How are you?" off. George Takei, how are you? Damn it, Maury, how are you? George Takei, how are you? <laughs> Damn it, Maury, how are you? George Takei, how are you? Damn it, Maury, how are you? George Takei, how are you? Damn it, Maury, how are you? Father <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gray. How are you? Damn it, Maury. Damn it, Maury, how are you? How are you? <laughs> Damn it, Maury, how are you? Damn it, Maury, how are you? <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, more trouble for Jonathan Majors. Now, multiple alleged abuse victims have come forward following his arrest last month and are cooperating with the Manhattan District Attorney's Office. This comes on the heels of his uh, publicist and his management firm cutting ties with him earlier this week, as well as the U.S. Army also yanked a popular recruiting commercial that he starred in. Uh, the DA declined to comment. However, Jonathan's uh, reps say Jonathan is innocent and has not abused anyone. We have provided irrefutable evidence to the district attorney that the charges are false. We are confident that we will be fully, he will be fully exonerated. So that is his, uh, his attorney. Uh, so he's sort of on his own in this. It's just uh, him and his Ooh. lawyers now. Crazy. He was, man, in the past like four or five months or yeah. he was the guy that. He, he was the guy he was the next one yeah the next yeah one. and uh and as we had said yesterday that uh the mcu apparently has a contingency plan in place to replace him as a uh, kang Is, um the villain uh if this all goes sour for him so will they stop then for the creed dvd release then like, no that, i i no, think no, that, that that's still coming. all gonna happen and they um, already filmed loki season two with him in it. Is he? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. that's supposed to come out this year, later this year. Yeah. So that might be the last time that we see Jonathan Majors in the uh, MCU. Ooh, Frank Ocean has dropped out of uh, this weekend at Coachella. Why? Because I don't know. He want to be there anyway. He's injured. He says he's injured. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Blink when he too replaces him. Yep. Oh, I'm uh, not mad at that. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Let me play you this clip here of uh, John Leguizamo. So John Leguizamo was on Good Morning America. And they get to a point in the interview, he's promoting some sci-fi series, but they get to a point in the interview where they start talking about tipping. Okay? Right? Okay. Like tipping. Like people. Like, you know, waiters, valets, the guy who obsessively wants to carry your bag to your room for you in a hotel, Mm -hmm. all of this stuff. What do you think is the normal tip for that individual? So I'll start with you, Maury. What's the norm? Do you tip on that even? For the guy that brings the luggage? Like, do you tip Do you tip people like that? Like, do you ever hand out cash? 
You, I mean, I usually try to carry my own luggage so I don't have to tip, but if, if we you, do, then it'll be like five bucks. Five bucks, okay. Um, Shem, yep. appropriate tip. I'll probably go about ten bucks. Ten, ten bucks. Ten, fifteen, yeah. Mocha, you make a little bit more than these guys. What's the appropriate tip? Like ten bucks. Like ten bucks? You? Okay. Oh, hold on here. Hold on. Hold on. Let's get to John Leguizamo first. Okay. Okay. So here they ask him about tipping. Okay. No. Uh, so I have to point out something. We saw you drop in hundreds just a little bit ago. Um, this one like, for you too. Do you, do you always carry that much cash? Yeah, I got to tip folks. I got to tip. You were tipping them with hundreds. Yeah. Come on, this ain't the 70s. You can't tip with $20 bills. People are going to throw that back at you. I feel like this is a public service announcement for all the waiters and the valet guys. Yeah, you got you got to give back. I mean, if people are giving you their best service and, and you don't tip them, come on. What what are you? Who are you? I'm not a cheapskate. I love this. Hundred dollars is what he tips everybody. He's like, uh, you remember that scene in Goodfellas with De Niro when he walks into the place? Yes. And they're playing uh, cards and like everyone just is hanging out, whatever. Yeah. And he's walking around with a wad of cash, handing out like hundreds. Yeah, but to me, that's to, a flex, not a tip. Big time, right? Like, I, I think that there's a like, difference when you're tipping a valet or something like that. A hundred dollars. That's for me. That's a little excessive. That's. Like, I will go, let's say if I'm traveling with my family and yeah. there's a lot of luggage, sure. right? And they put the bags on the trolley, they bring it all the way upstairs, they use a separate elevator and they bring it in. Maybe yeah. I'll give like 20 bucks right? for that. Yeah. I'm not paying 100 yeah, 20's bucks. 20 fine. Catherine will, oh my God, Catherine will punch a guy in the throat before he let her touch a bag. <laughs> oh my God. If I got we, it. Oh, pff, she sees that guy coming with the trolley, she runs, <laughs> right? Like she runs. There's no way a human is helping her with She's a like, bag. Don't touch my luggage. Ah! No. Got him. No. She's like, I got She's him. Like, yeah, they start running, Catherine and Roxley. They are like, nope. Yeah. Avoid eye contact, everything else. So anyway, John Leguizamo. See, to me, that seems reputation building. That seems to me somebody who wants the rep as the big yeah, yeah, tipper, yeah. right? But they probably fight to carry his luggage because if he stays sure at the do. same yeah. place, they're like, I'm, I'm on Leguizamo duty. I'm, I'm sure... I'm I'm sure and they. I'm sure they do. He uh, he probably now set the standard. Yes, publicly at least. And yes. what if you're the guy after him? The you know they come back down and you and you just had Leguizamo and I'm only tipping five. Yeah, I know. Like somebody gets John and somebody else gets Maury, right? <laughs> like pff, not cool. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Matthew McConaughey hinted last week because he's got this sort of reality show coming out with Woody Harrelson, mm-hmm. and he's always called him brother from another mother. And uh, they hinted last week and could have been a joke, might not have been a joke, but it's looking like it really isn't a joke. And that is that Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey could actually be half brothers because it turns out that McConaughey's mom like had met Woody's dad. I don't even know what's going on, but this is Woody Harrelson now talking to Stephen Colbert about it. Your true detective star uh, co-star Matthew McConaughey said, he said Woody Harrelson could be his half brother. Okay. That you guys might uh, share a father. What is that story? What, what is, what's going on? Well, I'll just say there is some veracity to that uh, thought because uh, we we talked to Momak, uh, Matthew's legitimate mother. She's, she goes, I knew your father. <laughs> and it was the ellipses I found a little troubling. The pause. Or interesting. The pause. Yeah. That I knew how would your you describe, father. How would you describe that pause as as a... Filled with innuendo. 
A, pre a pregnant pause, perhaps. A pre <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, now, the his, thing is, like, we want to go and, you know, test, but for him, it's a much more big deal. I mean, he, he feels like he's losing a father, but I'm like, no, you're gaining a different father and a brother. <laughs> <laughs> so, yo, they're going to do this for the show. They're going to do it for the show. I think that they're going to do it for the show. Yeah, right? yeah, for sure. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.